Welcome to our episode of Suns Talk, our first one of the season and of 2024. I'm Nivan's dad. And I'm Nivan. And we like to talk about the Suns. So as we're recording today, we're starting with the Suns being 19 and 18, not the best. Yeah, I think we definitely were expecting a better uh, season so far. But it's been a little disappointing. Why do you think that is so far? Um, a lot of injuries and the big three have only played about like five times, I think. Yeah, something like four or five, five or six games. Um, they only lost one together, right? Yeah. Uh, which was the one. Uh, they've lost two now. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because they lost against on Sunday, they lost against Memphis and Monday, they lost against the Clippers. But not good games for either. We were at the Grizzlies game. What did you think went wrong in that game, Devon? Um, I can't tell you exactly what went wrong, but I can tell you that they had an 11-point lead, and that turned into a six-point loss in one quarter. And I think it's just the Suns' inability to close out fourth quarters. Yeah. We've seen it a lot of times this season. In most of their losses, they can't close out the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think that's a huge problem. And when you talk about... Yesterday night's game against the Clippers, uh, the Suns were in it for the most part until the fourth quarter happened. And their fourth quarter, I don't know what it is. The team just doesn't seem to be taking it seriously. Or uh, is it Vogel's rotations? I don't know what it is, but we just don't have solid fourth quarters. And the defense on the three-point line is really bad. I think we also need a better depth. Um, we don't have a lot of um, great bench players. We are lacking a little bit of depth. We have obviously Eric Gordon, and that's great, but we need to make a trade sometime soon to get some more depth. Yeah, I mean, I think they have depth per se. I think they have players, but the problem is none of them are guys that you would rely on to help you win a game. And, yeah, they're relying too much on the big three and they are not showing up at all in the fourth quarters. Yeah. I feel like in the beginning of the season when it was just Kevin Durant, it was kind of, you know, he'd have a great three quarters, and the fourth quarter he started missing a lot of shots. He wasn't taking over. I think it's because he was getting tired. Yeah. But that, but now you've got... Now you've got all three, and there's, like, no excuse uh-huh. to, and especially in Grayson Allen, too, you have no excuse to not play a good fourth quarter with three guys that can take the load off of each other. And then also Grayson Allen does a little bit of, like, help there, too. Yeah. So I think the fourth quarter problems are real. The turnovers are another problem that are huge. Some of that might be that the team's not familiar with one another. I mean, you know, if you've only got the big three, five or six games together, whatever the number is, are they really comfortable playing with each other? And I don't know if that's the right answer. I mean, what do you think? I think that they have a team of good players but they don't have a team with good chemistry and they have a team that's just like they don't know each other as well as maybe the finals team did because they had an amazing chemistry they all played off of each other and this just looks like it's the big three one of them is trying to do something at a time and there's no like real like communication and i I don't know if there's a real good um uh kind of vocal leader for the team you know, I think Booker is the leader and Durant's a leader. And But the thing is, you don't have anybody like Mikhail Bridges last year or Cam Johnson last year who gets really hyped. You know, you don't have that generality of the team. 
Um, also, even guys like Jay Crowder would bring that hype too. Yeah, yeah. And Jay Crowder was a little bit of an enforcer type of guy. We don't have that, but I think you know it was a criticism a lot of experts had is when you got Bradley Beal and and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, you don't have the cap space to get other people. You know, you're kind of you're going to live by the big three and die by the big three. So however how they go, you're going to go. So. At the moment, the Suns are just one game over 500, and I don't know. I think they're in the playing bracket so far, but... Yeah, that's where they've been most of the season. I feel like they've massively under, uh, underplayed the way that they should be. Definitely. And then you look at the teams who are having good seasons. Minnesota shocking the world. Yeah. I mean, I think people were... I was expecting last year for them to be this good when they had that trade, but then as the season went on, you thought maybe Rudy Gobert was a misfit. But And and maybe that's what it is. Maybe the Suns have to have a bad year, and then the next season, the big three can actually click. But I think, you know, they're not getting any younger. Durant's older. The thing with the bad year, though, is they don't really have time for that. And Vogel doesn't have time for a bad year because... You bring Vogel in after three, was it three years straight of playoff um, appearances? And then he either falls you into the play-in or out of the playoffs. Then he, he's like, that's just bad. Like, you come in and you have a terrible year off of three, like, good regular season years in a row. Yeah, um, I, I'm sure Vogel's a really nice person and, and really well-liked by the team, but I... I personally haven't been very impressed with what he did, especially for a guy who's supposed to be a defensive genius or a defensive-minded coach. His players can't defend the three-point line or refuse to, you know, and... and uh, the amount of times I saw Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain <laughs> wide open um, on Sunday, we were just so lucky that they couldn't get anything to fall the first three quarters, but this started coming back to bite them in the fourth yeah, and, and I think another criticism is you've got three players who are fantastic offensive players, and you've kept uh, Kevin Young around to be an assistant coach because he was a great offensive mind. I I just kind of feel like they're rolling the ball out and just let the three superstars figure it out, you know? And that, I mean, we're getting to the point where you really don't have the luxury of time. You've got to kind of turn it on. It's you know? January now. Yeah. And the season made for the Suns if they keep if they keep this bad playing up it may end in April for them yeah but you know the good thing is if you look at the standings even though where they are they're only about five or six games out from being in the top three or four you know so or maybe top six at least so well that's five games in the better a better conference I'm gonna say it because the east has the better like the big superstars but those are just like all across four different teams like the west superstars they're down all the way to where the Suns are. Yeah, we did a preseason. So West is really tough, and to climb back up there, I think it's going to take at least a month of good basketball. Yeah, I was going to say, we did a three uh, preseason uh, podcast, United, and we kind of both were talking about, like, the West is great. You know, they're really not a bad team. Houston's way better than we thought they were going to be. Utah's actually not as good as we thought they were going to be. Yeah. But like every like, team, there's one we expected. Like, yeah. I was, I was the one who was saying put them in the top four. Yep. They're not gonna have a bad year, and um, Minnesota, we all like, we all put them in the play, and and now. Yeah, they're 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 the ones who stood up. So yeah, so the Suns' last win it looks like it was against uh, Miami on Friday. 
And uh, that was a good game. It was a great game for um, Grayson Allen, nine three-pointers. Yeah. And we watched it together, and they, they moved the ball around a lot. They did well. Sunday, we were at the game. Um, I mean, I, there was several times in that game I thought, okay, now the Suns are going to play it away and put a nail in the coffin. And they let the Grizzlies hang around, and in the fourth quarter, they stopped defending the three-point line, and, and they stopped playing good defense, and they did their usual you know what, in the fourth quarter, and next thing you know, you're losing by six points to a team without John Morant, and that's extremely disappointing. For the season, too, he just got a little dog today. Or yesterday, actually, yesterday. But yeah, was, yeah, but at the time, we didn't know that. And then yesterday, they were right there with the Clippers, even had a lead in the third quarter at one point, and then all of a sudden, again, fourth quarter issues, and James Harden goes hot, and Kawhi Leonard starts playing some defense, and Paul George was playing well. We, uh, the Suns definitely have a lot to improve on and hopefully there's still time i really hope that this thursday game against the lakers is like a get right game okay. where they can play defense mm -hmm. or they can also have devin booker show that he deserves to be on the first fan reserves more than um <laughs> austin reeves well but i think like the la teams like especially the next time they play the clippers that should be a win Sure. I'm not. I'm not like gonna tolerate a loss because they need to get right by then. Yeah, and I'll play them for a little bit. They need to be good. They need to be it within the top six by then. Yeah, and Frank Vogel even said last time when we got worked by the Clippers in Phoenix that the next time we're gonna play them better. Yesterday they did not play them better. Extremely disappointing. Um, in fact, like I told you, I'm not a fan of Vogel, and I'm even at the point where you may. I I think it. If they continue to lose, you got to consider getting moving on from him, even if it's only six months into the season. Uh, but who do you go for though? There's yeah, I don't know. But Vogel's look, even Ime Odoku would have been probably. I feel like he would have been a better coach at this point. But I just don't get it. I mean, let's see. Maybe hopefully I'm just being a pessimistic person, and and uh, you know he'll turn it around. Um, what else can the Suns do to kind of correct this uh, okay. underwhelming record? The trade. We can uh, we can like work out some trade possibilities here because mm -hmm. I think they really need to make a trade. Yeah, I, I think the the problem with the trade is obviously the assets are very limited. We don't have a lot of first round picks that we can develop to we can move on from, and uh, we don't have a lot of cap space. So definitely, yeah. So you got to make a trade. So who do you think on the Suns is something that you could potentially trade um, away? Who we, I mean, outside of the big three, I think Utah Wantanabe. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So he's had a bad season so far. So who would trade for him? Hmm. It's way more of a solid salary dump, right? So, I mean, there's a name out there that a lot of experts are talking about, and that if he becomes available, the Suns should definitely look at it. Is T.J. McConnell over at uh, Indiana? Yeah. Um, but I think the thing that they need is they need a point guard. I mean, you know, they need a Mikael Bridges at three and D wing. Well, well, what about a point guard, though? I mean, we've been doing point book, and Booker's done really well. But you need someone to kind of... You need, like, a Chris Paul. <laughs> and, you know... Where is he when we need him? Well, he's out now, and he's going to be out probably for a good portion of the season now. He's getting hand surgery this week. So he, yeah. he, he broke the same hand that troubled him against the Clippers when Pat Bev shoved him in the ground, and the same one that bothered him last season as well. So, um, yeah, we've lost... Uh, we gave up Chris Paul. That trade is to be decided. Bradley Beal has been good, but hasn't been great. Um, but the one trade that has really worked out for the Suns is the Grace Allen. 
Well, yes, Grayson Allen, and who else came with him? Yusuf Nurkic. Yes. He had 18 points, 19 rebounds against the Grizzlies. He was definitely not the problem that game. No, and and but I, I am I am becoming more and more happy with this trade that they gave the other wing. And Aiden hasn't had a fantastic season in Portland either. Um, I think a lot of people, like myself included, said, "Oh, we gave up the number one draft pick overall, who makes forty million dollars a year for Grayson Allen and Yusuf Nurkic." I think we got you know we got robbed of that deal. Who? But performance wise, we're getting a lot more than anybody else is out of out of Aiden. So that's. I think the one thing that kind of sucked was giving up a guy with a lot of potential like Tumani Kamara. Mm-hmm. But you have to give... I completely forgot all about him, but I, I don't know how he's doing. What team is he on? He's on Portland. He went with the guy. He's doing well, but he's, he was uh, out a few games because he had a small injury. But he's he's actually doing really well. I think he's averaging yeah. like eight points a game as a rookie. And then also All-Stars coming up. So vote for the... Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Yeah, I, I think what Nivon's alluding to is the recent uh, drop that came out where Devin didn't even make the top 10 in guards, and people who have played less games, like Kyrie Irving, uh, people who are worse for team culture, like James mm-hmm. Harden, and guys who don't even deserve to be in the top 15, like Austin Reeves, are well uh, ahead of Devin. Yeah, definitely. And then we. Oh, I also want to talk about the eight-game win streak that they had a while ago. Yeah. Like, where's that, Suns? What happened to them? Obviously, it wasn't the big, the big three. But is, does Beal add a little confusion? Do you think? Because uh, Booker and Durant have played off each other. They had they, Durant came in in February, and then also they played on the um, U.S. team. I think uh, a few years back together also. So, like, they're used to playing off of each other. Do you think Beal kind of adds that confusion, especially putting Book in the point guard position? Anytime you put a really good player into a lineup, um, there's a level of comfort, I think, with good players, but there's also learning the other person. And I think Booker needs to learn him. Kevin Durant needs to learn him. He needs to learn the other two guys. And then they need to figure out how to coexist. And I don't feel like there's any chemistry problems, but there's something not right with the way that they're playing. Definitely. Um, okay. You know, and I think um, our next game, if I'm not mistaken, is against the Lakers. And then after that, we got Portland, Sacramento, and New Orleans. And so, so it looks like it's getting um, a little easy with the Lakers and the um, Trailblazers. But with the way the season's going, you cannot take any strength of schedule for granted. Like, for heck all I know, they could be losing to the Pistons with how they're playing right now. Well, so two things on that. Number one, um, the, the, this is a really tough month. January is a tough month against who they're playing. I would not say the Lakers are easy because the Lakers have beaten the Suns three times this year, right? Twice at home and one. Or, I'm saying it's easier than the Slippers Grizzlies back to back. I don't know. I mean, they worked us. They beat us once at home, once in LA, and then on the playing tournament in Vegas. So I, I think that they are really. They have our number this year, so I don't think it's an easy win at all. Portland should be, but you know what? We lost to the last time they were in Phoenix. And we've also, you talk about bad teams, we lost to two games in a row to uh, the Spurs. And those were their, like, last wins until a while. Yeah. And then if you look at the schedule after New Orleans, it's Indiana and the Bulls, so. Yeah, January is not, I mean, Bulls. Dallas, Indiana again, and. Yeah, we can say the Bulls are a bad team, but their record's almost very similar to the Suns. Yeah. I don't think the Suns are a good team today. So, yeah, uh, January is very tough, and then we end it um, 
with Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. Yeah, I mean, a lot of basketball to be played so far. They're 19 and 18. That means they're... Um, a lot to still be proven. But that's about their 37 games in the season. Uh, they are almost halfway. By the end of the middle of next week, they'll be halfway through the season. And then this. And that's when we can start really making assessments about every NBA team. Yeah. And including the Suns. And I'm hoping so that that's 37. So we're going to 41 is halfway. So I'm hoping they'll go on a four game streak. Realistically, they'll probably end up being 20 and 20. Yeah, I think they're going to go two and two. I think they're going to lose to Sacramento and. Um, um, New Orleans, actually. They're maybe, maybe. a pretty good team. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it's it's uh, especially with Zion being healthy for like the most he's been in a row in yeah. his entire career. Although I mean, he does need to control his weight. That does something. He's going to hurt his knees. But yeah, I, I think. Um, what do you, what do you think? Some of the good trends of the season have been for the Suns so far. Like uh, we've been talking pretty negatively. Okay, of course. Um, um, they also like they pass really well. Um. They're like every their starting five is always getting all of them are always getting in ten points. Yeah. And I think that's strong, but if you look at their bench numbers, they're like one for ten from three for their bench. And they're like scoring six points in I don't remember which game it was. It was a recent win, but the bench only scored like six um six yeah. points. And that was one of the big three combined for like seventy plus. So so I agree. I, the one thing I'll I'll just say as a footnote to that or an asterisk to that is there is only one ball, and yeah. the big three are going to take fifteen to twenty shots each. That does mean you know there's not going to be as many shots for bench players or role players and stuff like that. So I'm not too concerned if the bench is getting six to ten points when when the three starters are getting seventy to seventy five points. I'm not super concerned about that. But you know, it would make that percentage would be could it would be nice if all of our three points percentage would be better. And I think yeah. if Damian Lee returns this year, that would spike up dramatically because he can hit threes like left, right, and center. Yeah, he does that cold blooded uh maneuver after he shoots threes, right? Yeah. But, but yeah, he's he he's um, small season, yeah, he would be great. I mean, they did the interview on TV yesterday, so he's, he is with sitting with a team on the bench. So hopefully his return soon. He 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 was great. I think Okogie's been really good. I think uh, Utah won. Okogie's last year defense is like that was amazing. If that could just pop up a little bit more. Yeah, I think he's been great. I think uh, Utah Watanabe's been disappointing. Kidabi Diaz has been up and down this year. Little isn't getting a lot of playing time. But when he does, he's pretty good. Yeah, Bull Bull has not played much until the last two weeks, and now he's doing really well. But then he sprained his ankle. So, you know, the Suns haven't had a full complement, but there's no excuses. They, everybody in the NBA gets injured. Every team has injuries. So, uh, you know, that's that's the nature of the beast. You have to adapt to it. You so. get like the Grizzlies winning without their best player. Now he's out for the season the whole, shoulder strain. Basically the whole year except for like two weeks. Yeah. They, they're not going to have him. And they're still going to climb those ranks. And I'm going to say... They might even be above the play-in by the end of the year. Who? Oh, there's Grizzlies. If not, they'll be higher up in the play-in. I, I, I don't know. I don't know because the way I'll see is this, right? Before Jabarant came back from his suspension, the team was underperforming massively. They were like 7-18 and 18 or something like that. 
John Moran comes in, they go on a four-game winning streak, they look good. But he's out again, and that team goes as Jaws. So Jaws not there. I don't, I think Memphis is going to finish out outside of it, um, ultimately. I think had Jaws stayed, I agree with you. But unfortunately, he got injured, so he's out now. In. Um, okay, so anything else we want to talk about, Nivon, before I we call it quits? All right, so hopefully we'll be back um, on the airwaves very sooner and a little sooner. Uh, I think we need to commit to doing it every you know Sunday night or twice a week or something. But it's been busy at home, busy at school, busy at work. So apologies to any loyal fans who felt like we should be here more often. So as we have, like we uh, as we like to end every uh, podcast, go Sons.